Good morning, brothers and sisters. It's day 380 of our daily walk through the Word with Jesus, one chapter per day. I'm Michael Telercio, pastoral intern of Forest Hill Presbyterian Church. I'm happy to be back here with you from Maryland. Uh, last week I was down in Florida taking some classes, and it was nice, but I'm, I'm more blessed to be back here at home. Um, so, yes, we're back in Mark chapter 4 for today. Continuing on through Mark's gospel, and um, we're going to see in Mark 4, four metaphors that Jesus uses to teach us today about his kingdom, about who he is, about what he is doing in this world with his people, through his people. So as we come to Mark 4, and as we come to these four metaphors, let's ask for Jesus's help as we do so. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you that we can come to you in prayer. And we need the Holy Spirit of your Son, your Holy Spirit, O Father, the same Holy Spirit. We need him to enable us to understand your word, O God. We need him to help us understand the word of God, your Son, and what he says to us in today's passage. Would you allow our minds to be cleansed, to be fitted, uh, to be prepared for service to you, uh, for growth as your people, kingdom expansion, Lord, for these things. Would you bless your people as they hear your word today? Would we have ears to hear? Please, would we be the kind of soil that Jesus has come to work in? and to bear fruit in. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, let's begin Mark 4 in verse 1. Again he, that is Jesus, began to teach beside the sea. And a very large crowd gathered about him, so that he got into a boat and sat in it on the sea. And the whole crowd was beside the sea on the land. And he was teaching them many things in parables, And in his teaching, he said to them, Listen, behold, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seed fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured it. Other seed fell on rocky ground where it did not have much soil, and immediately it sprang up since it had no depth of soil. And when the sun rose, it was scorched, and since it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no grain. And other seeds fell into good soil and produced grain, growing up and increasing and yielding thirtyfold and sixtyfold and a hundredfold. And he said, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And when he was alone, those around him with the twelve asked him about the parables. And he said to them, To you has been given the secret of the kingdom of God, but for those outside, everything is in parables, so that they may indeed see, but not perceive, and may indeed hear, but not understand, lest they should turn and be forgiven. And he said to them, Do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? The sower sows the word, and these are the ones along the path 
where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan immediately comes and takes away the word that is sown in them. And these are the ones sown on rocky ground, the ones who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with joy, and they have no root in themselves, but endure for a while. Then when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately they fall away. And others are the ones sown among thorns. They are those who hear the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things enter in and choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. But those that were sown on the good soil are the ones who hear the word and accept it and bear fruit thirtyfold and sixtyfold and a hundredfold. And he said to them, Is a lamp brought in to be put under a basket or under a bed and not on a stand? For nothing is hidden except to be made manifest, nor is anything secret except to come to light. If anyone who has ears to hear, let him hear. And he said to them, Pay attention to what you hear. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you, and still more will be added to you. For to the one who has, more will be given, and from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. And he said, The kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground. He sleeps and rises night and day, and the seed sprouts and grows, he knows not how. The earth produces by itself, first the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. But when the grain is ripe, at once he puts in the sickle, because the harvest has come. And he said, With what can we compare the kingdom of God, or what parable shall we use for it? It is like a grain of mustard seed, which, when sown on the ground, is the smallest of all the seeds on earth. Yet when it is sown, it grows up and becomes larger than all the garden plants and puts out large branches so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. With many such parables, he spoke the word to them as they were able to hear it. He did not speak to them without a parable, but privately to his own disciples he explained everything. On that day when evening had come, he said to them, Let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd, they took with him and they took him with them in the boat, just as he was. And other boats were with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking into the boat, so that the boat was already filling. But he was in the stern asleep on the cushion. And they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he awoke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. He said to them, Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great fear and said to one another, Who then is this? that even the wind and the sea obey him. We said earlier in Mark's gospel account that Jesus is the king and that he has all authority. But it's interesting how he uses his authority in today's passage, isn't it? He begins by telling parables. Now, parables, as we know, are these uh, metaphorical-like teaching tools that Jesus employs to explain certain things, to make a certain point each time he tells one. An interesting move for a king with all authority. 
And what's even more interesting is that Jesus is okay with the fact that his parables aren't going to be understood by everyone. Look at verse 11 and 12. To you has been given the secret of the kingdom of God, but for those outside, everything is in parables, so that they may indeed see but not perceive, and may indeed hear but not understand, lest they should turn and be forgiven. Now he's quoting Isaiah chapter 6 there. And if you were with us a couple of months ago, Pastor Jason preached on Isaiah chapter 6, and he explained the significance of that. And one thing that I took from it is just the very fact that Jesus isn't in need of people in his kingdom. He's not in need of people coming to him and serving him as king. He's okay with people misunderstanding who he is. That's the kind of king he is. He's a king so in control that he doesn't need people to follow him. And yet, he wants people to follow him. And that's why he gives these parables. It's why he teaches in the way that he does. He is using parables not only so that people won't hear him, but so that his disciples will hear him. And in that way, in the use of parables, he's actually illustrating what it looks like to be the good soil that he speaks of in the first of the parables. We know this parable. It's one of the most famous of all of the parables. It's the first one that Mark includes. In fact, Jesus says in verse 13, if you don't understand this parable, how are you going to understand any of the parables? It's this parable of the four soils. It's often called the parable of the sower, but it's really about different kinds of soils. And only one of the soils bears fruit. And so the question is, what does it look like to be the good soil? That's really the, the most important thing we could ask of the text. It's, it's why Jesus is giving us the parable. And it's why Mark says what he does in verse 10. I know we've been jumping around a bit here, but verse 10 is pretty crucial for us because verse 10 illustrates Jesus's point, Jesus's teaching. It shows us what it looks like to be the good soil that he's just spoken of. Verse 10, and when he, Jesus was alone, those around him with the 12 asked him about the parables. That's it, really. That's what it looks like to be the good soil to want to be with Jesus, to want to keep hearing from him. That's, that's one of our main lines of application in today's little devotional time here because that's what it looks like to bear fruit, continuing with Jesus. Jesus' word goes into hearts. Those hearts will either produce fruit or they won't. And they won't in the hearts, the, the, those who don't stick with Jesus, there won't be any fruit. With those who do, there will be. Jesus' other metaphors in the parable and the passage here, other parables, other metaphors, really just illustrate that point in different ways. That that fruit is going to be born in God's people as they stay with him and continue to hear from him. See, it's to those who come to hear more from Jesus that we get, who hear these other parables. 
And these other parables show that Jesus as king is going to build his kingdom. His kingdom is going to grow. The 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 metaphor in verses 21 to 25 attest to that. See, Jesus is going to keep preaching his word and it's going to bear fruit. It's going to produce something. He's not preaching his word. He's not teaching people so that it won't. That would be like lighting a light, lighting a candle and then covering it up. That's not what people do. That's not what Jesus is doing as his word goes forward. He is declaring his word and it's going to go into certain hearts, certain soil, and it, that soil is going to produce fruit. That Those hearts are going to produce fruit. So we ought not to be discouraged if we feel like Jesus' kingdom isn't growing. And we ought not to think only of ourselves. We ought to realize that there is soil that is uh, beyond just our own heart. And if we fear that is that this kingdom that Jesus has isn't going to produce fruit, we, we ought to think again, it will. There is coming a harvest in the next uh, parable there, verses 26 to 29. The key verse in that little section is that there is going to be a harvest. And again, as we've said, verse 28 The earth produces by itself first the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. There's going to be a harvest. Jesus sees to it that there will be grain. There will be full grain in the ear for those who have ears to hear. And then we have this last little metaphor here, uh, verses 30 to 32, but Jesus follows it up with some words after the metaphor of obviously a very famous parable. Uh, The kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. It starts out really small, but it will bear fruit immensely, like a huge tree that puts out its branches so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. A blessing to all people. That's the fruit that God bears, makes sure is born in his people. And then we get this last reminder here at the end of the at the end of this section here um, that Jesus did not speak to his disciples or anybody really without a parable, but privately to his own disciples he explains everything. We're getting a reminder that Jesus is the king so in control that he will have his people for himself, but he won't have anybody who isn't one of his own. He's he's okay with that. So for us, do we want to stay with Jesus? Do we want to keep hearing from him? Do we recognize that there are others in his kingdom who will bear fruit? His kingdom is being established, even when we don't always see it as such. And even right now, when we're not maybe really sure exactly what to say beyond this general description of the passage... Or how really to work this text out into our lives. Maybe the simplest way to do so is to just come to Jesus now and to ask him to explain the parable to us throughout the week, throughout the days that lie ahead, just like the disciples do in verse 10. That's what it means to be the good soil. So let's be that good soil now by going to the Lord in prayer. Let's pray. Father, thank you that you've given us this brief look at Mark chapter 4. 
it's a hard parable to understand, Lord, a hard chapter because of the, the nature of it, that it's in parables, Lord. But Lord, we pray that you would continue to teach our hearts what you mean to say to your people, that we would be the good soil who continues to come back to Jesus. Please, Lord, we want to be such. Would you make it true for us, Lord, and, and confirm the words of Jesus in this parable, in this chapter, to us as we continue to seek you, that there will be fruit, and that part of that fruit is that we stay with you forevermore, because you've made this tree to bear fruit into eternity. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you did what it took to make that happen, that you died on a tree, O oh Lord Jesus. The results of plant growth, a tree, you went to one so that we could bear fruit and we can continue to hear from you. We pray this prayer in Jesus' name, amen. Well, brothers and sisters, I hope you'll be blessed today as you stick with Jesus and continue to hear from him through his Spirit's power. God bless you. Mm-hmm.